Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strength so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. friends welcome back to the mind and body strong podcast and we've got a special guest with us today miss whitney o'connor and she is an incredible woman she's actually someone who's in my mastermind that i'm a part of Um, i'm in a business mastermind and i got the opportunity to get to know her through this and she is also a therapist she's married she started a company called booby crown company which is for creating booby crowns to crown the women who are going through breast cancer treatment. It is so amazing. And her and her company just raised $10,000 for their Kickstarter campaign. But I wanted to bring her on here because she has the best energy, the best mindset to talk a little bit about her mission with booby crowns, but also to really dive deep into with this coronavirus going on, just how she's been impacted by that being in a more high risk category and sharing some coping mechanisms with you guys. So Whitney, hi. <laughs> what is up? Welcome, welcome. You're so I'm excited. coming to you live from my quarantine <laughs> house. <laughs> Woohoo! See, we can still do amazing things, even from quarantine. <laughs> oh, I hope so. It's going to be awesome. So, Whitney, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the Booby Crown Company, and then we'll just kind of transition into, like, this coronavirus stuff and, like, what that even means for you and, like, coping mechanisms, and there's just all the things. So I want to hear yes. it all. Yes. So I am the original Booby Queen. Um, and I started the Booby Queen Company um, after going through treatment in 2017. Um, as I was going through chemotherapy, I saw uh, women in the chemotherapy room uh, that were alone, and they didn't have the support system that I had. And I quickly realized that I wasn't the only booby queen out there. And so I uh, wanted to see if I could make them feel uh, like a queen, like people are, you know, make me feel like a queen. How could I do that to them? Um, And uh, I got the name, the booby queen a long time ago through my girlfriends because I hit puberty uh, way before everybody else, (laughs) way before everybody else. And so um, my girlfriends nicknamed me the booby queen because I literally was the only one in my little group that had boobs. And so uh, (laughs) that has just been a a, a nickname and it has followed me through adulthood and they would make me uh, booby crowns and we would make them together. Um, for various occasions. And so I had this idea that I would make more and more of these crowns and donate them to these women uh, that were going through their breast cancer journey. And so how could I do that? How could I 
crown them. And I came up with this idea that I would do a one for one business. So for every booby crown that you purchase, I donate one to a woman who needs a little bit more love um, and a little bit more help during their treatment. So that's what we do. And uh, I did do a Kickstarter to launch things off uh, to get as many pre-orders as I could. Um, A lot of people also just pledged to the mission. And so I'm going to use a lot of the money just to, um, you know, make crowns for those particular women outside of the pre-orders that I got. So it was just super cool to do that. And I was so excited that I, I surpassed my goal, actually. And um, booby crowns is just the beginning. So stay tuned. <laughs> and it's so cool too. I know that part of your story was like, you know, being crowned the original booby queen, you know, that didn't have much more of a, like it became so much more significant when you had breast cancer. And now you're yes. like going through this process and you took like this past experience and like turned it, you know, into something just really beautiful and that people are going to be able to wear these really extravagant, amazing crowns on their head to remind themselves, like you're a queen, like through this treatment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I never thought that I would have a business where I made bedazzled bras (laughs) to put on people's heads, but I feel like that's exactly what we need. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I feel like, like as soon as I met you and you were telling us about this, I was like, everyone needs to know about this. So like, I know so many of us are impacted by breast cancer and just cancer in general. And I immediately was like, you know, telling people like, oh my gosh, you have to meet this girl, Whitney. She's awesome. She's creating this amazing movement. And I just think it's so incredible what you've been able to do with all of that. Thank you very much. Um, I'm very excited and excited to have all the support that I do have with it. It's just been really cool to see people so interested and people jumping on board um, to want to help me with this mission um, because I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve. And so um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. It's going to go so far. And this is like you said, just the beginning. Yes, ma'am. I love it. So now like transitioning into like where we're at today in society, it's like we have coronavirus. So you overcame breast cancer and now you're re-diagnosed for the second time. So tell me about like what we were talking about before this call, when you realize like, oh my gosh, I'm in this high risk category for this craziness that's going on right now in our world and how you're coping with that. Yeah. So I was re-diagnosed um, in December of 2019. So just a few months ago, um, I had a reoccurrence. Um, unfortunately that happens. And when this coronavirus started popping up, my husband immediately went on high alert, um, did some research about it and, you know, was learning about the ins and outs of the coronavirus Um, while I was kind of floating in the clouds. And um, I'll be honest, I I mean, it is middle of March, and I literally just realized that I was in the high-risk category about a week ago. And uh, I never thought of myself as a sick 
person. Mm-hmm. Cancer for me, I, I never felt sick. I never, the first time I had cancer, I was stage three. This time I'm uh, stage one. So both of those times I did not feel sick. Now the treatment for cancer is what makes you feel sick. So I just never identified myself as compromised or vulnerable when it comes to other things. Um, so when I put those pieces together and figured out that I, yeah, when I leave the house, I'm going to have to take these precautions and, oh, wow, I can't be interacting with groups of people as a therapist anymore. Uh, like I was, I'm going to have to not do that and be a little bit more isolated. And honestly, my anxiety about it just went through the roof because it just rocked my world. I'm an extrovert. I thrive on community. I thrive on connection and being with people, um, interacting with people in person. Um, but this coronavirus kind of, uh, put a kink in my chain with, with with that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, it took me a, a good week to fully wrap my brain around the fact that I am in the high risk category, me and my beautiful, beautiful old friends uh, are the compromised (laughs) ones. And, uh, you know, that was kind of difficult for me to figure out. Um, I, I, my husband had figured this out way before me, like he does most things, but, um, it was just, it was, it kind of rocked my world a little bit to be just completely honest. Um, but, uh, you know, after, um, a good couple of days of being anxious and just being, you know, uh, questioning everything and researching stuff. And I, I definitely am in a much, much, much better place. Yeah. So you think like diving into the information, kind of finding out like, what does this actually mean for me? That kind of gave you some like relief from the anxiety. Yes, definitely. Educating myself and not, not being a part of the panic or the hysteria of it all. I'm a, I'm a solution focused type of person. And that's the kind of therapist I am as well. Um, I don't like to dwell on things. I don't, I, I, if I see a problem, I want to figure out steps to fix it. Um, this coronavirus was, uh, a little bit of a different challenge for me because not only is it, a challenge for me because of my immune system, but this is affecting my family too. This is affecting all of us, you know? So we're all vulnerable beings in some sense, whether it be physically, financially, um, emotionally. And so this thing that is out there that we can't see is causing issues and challenges for my family, for my community, for the world. And so that part in conjunction with me being compromised was just like a lot to, to take on. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of like emotions to sort through and thoughts to sort through and figure out like, where do I stand? Where can I, you know, feel, where can I feel some sort of stability again? 
Yes. Like, I, I went on a, I went on a calling rampage and called all of my family members and I said, <laughs> Hey, there's this thing called the coronavirus happening. Are you guys watching the news? Are y'all aware that this is going on? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, are y'all taking precautions? Uh, and they all were, but you know, it, it was just one of those things where I was kind of in the clouds about it and had to educate myself on what was really going on. So, yeah. And I think that's where a lot of us, like myself included, I was kind of in the clouds with you, like, oh, it's fine, whatever. People are freaking out. And now I'm like, oh, I should probably educate myself on like what's going on so we can like be more aware, you know, just awareness brings a lot of opportunities for us. So what I really love that you said, Whitney, is that you're like very solutions focused, like with yourself and with your clients. And so what I'm really curious about is like, what solutions have you been finding work for you in this time of like social distancing and like quarantine and what might be some things that you could share with other people who might be still sitting in this fear and worry or might be compromised themselves to kind of help them find that place of stability again? Sure, sure. So solutions are not found in fear. We cannot think rationally and we can't make good decisions when we're in a fear mind, when we have a fear mindset. And so it's so important to sift through that to try to figure out, okay, I feel fearful right now. What is this about? And how can I figure out a way to sift through to find some solutions. And to be honest, sometimes we're so overwhelmed, you know, we can't see a solution, right? And so we have to dig a little deeper to find, to do more work with it. Um, for me, I love a plan. I'm often in the clouds and to keep me focused and not staring at butterflies all day, I need a plan. And so I, after my three days of just, you know, being devastated by the realizations I had about the coronavirus, I immediately went into, okay, so how am I going to get through this? So I wrote, a, the first thing I did was I wrote a list of goals for quarantine. That's what I called it. <laughs> goals for quarantine 2020. Yes. And yeah, and I just wrote down some things that I wanted to get accomplished uh, with my business, with my work, with my uh, house, with my husband, um, and just wrote some things down. As far as self-care, I did write down that I needed to take a walk at least two times a day. Now, that seems like a lot. That's not normally what I do. But if we're working from home and, you know, we're in one place for a long period of time, getting that exercise, getting those steps in, getting that fresh air, getting that sunshine is going to be key. Um, do I want to do that? No, not really. I don't want to always go out for a walk and exercise, but I'll tell you every time I do, I come back through the front door and I'm like, man, I'm really glad I did that. That was smart. I'm way more sharp, I'm way more focused, and I'm ready to conquer on the next task. And so going out for a walk, doing some sort of exercise is key. Um, I also said that I was going to talk to one family member, FaceTime one family member a day, and FaceTime one friend at least two times a week, a different friend. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know how long 
we're going to have to be in this position. Right now it's uh, two weeks, but it could be longer than that, especially with my compromised situation. And so I know my needs and one of my needs is uh, companionship when it comes to my friends and talking with them and, uh, you know, having that face-to-face interaction. So thank God for FaceTime. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for real, right? Like we have come a long way when it comes to technology. I feel like we're ready for this quarantine. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that's another thing that I told myself that I was going to do. Um, and then I have other things like complete taxes. I mean, no one wants to do that stuff, right? But it needs to be done. So I have that on my list. Um, I have booby crowns to make. My husband has decided to start a garden. And so that's something that we're going to do together. Um, So I made a list of things that I needed to do. And when you make your list, um, think about your needs as a human being. I'm an extrovert. My husband's an introvert. So his needs are completely different from mine. He is pumped about this quarantine. I mean, me over here. (laughs) Like, yes. is so you I'm like, just give me all the books I'm good <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you know when if you assess your needs not everybody needs to talk to a friend two times a week FaceTime or a family member whatever it is mm-hmm. but you know those are my needs and so he did an assessment of his needs I did an assessment of my needs and we just kind of linked up our goals to to fit those needs basically um so you know, that's the thing. And in times of chaos and in times of struggle and times of challenge, when we don't know the answers, it's so much easier for your journey. If you just make a plan, Mm -hmm. do we know the end of the plan? Do we know the end game? Do we know the results? No, of course not. But if we have a plan and we have a routine, um, then things are going to be a lot easier. Uh, another thing that we did, speaking of routine, is we decided that we were going to have a work routine. We weren't going to sleep in every day. We were going to get up and do our normal, you know, our normal thing, um, work out, have breakfast. You know, he's going to go into his office. I'm going to go into my office. We're going to knock out some work um, and take our breaks when we need to and treat it as a, as a work day. So, um, you know, that's, we have a, we actually, we actually wrote it out. So, um, I'm, I'm a visual person. So writing it out is very helpful. And it just reminds me to just stay focused, um, because I'm not going to let this coronavirus mess up my end game and no one else should do, you know, do that either. So if you have goals, if you have things that you're trying to accomplish, this doesn't mean it's over. This might just be a pause. So uh, if there's not anything, yeah, if there's not anything that we can do, um, you know, as far as direct client contact, because, you know, both my husband and I, we work with um, clients directly. um, But if we can't do that, there are several other things that we can do to contribute to our businesses, to our work, um, to make the world still go around. So yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a time where we we need those types of professionals who are going to step up and help people like 
work through their thought processes and find things that work for them. I think it's so awesome that you and your husband both took a look at like your, you know, human needs and said, what do I need? And even with your routine being disrupted and, you know, it's not anything we can control, you're taking these measures to make sure that you're filling up your, filling up yourself with connection and, you know, exercise, even when you don't want to do it. You know, like that routine, even when we're pulled out of routine, like making one, I found that for myself the last few days to be very important. Mm -hmm. I was like, nope, I got to continue to like do my workout, take a shower, do my personal development, do my work, and then do whatever else I do after I get off work. So it's been super beneficial. And I think that, you know, this is a time where we can really, we can really stretch ourselves and be able to put our self-care first. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, that's, that's good. Yeah. We need to really take the time to treat ourselves well, take a pause, take a step back and look at the opportunities and figure out, I mean, we have so much distraction in our lives and this quarantine has really caused us to look at what kind of, what matters, you know, I have never in my life had on a goal list, hey, I need to FaceTime a family member once a week. I mean, I've never had that on there, you know? And so thinking about that, and that's such a little thing, but being intentional about it and really looking at those things that are important, um, you know, are going to be life-changing and it's going to help us get through this. So. Yeah. I love what you said. I wrote down like what matters and intentions, like really shifting to, this is forcing us all to kind of take a step back and ask ourselves, like, what does matter? Like at the end of the day, like taking away all these different things, like, okay, now no one can go on trips. You can't go to the movie theater. You can't do all these normal things that you would do. So at the end of the day, like, where are you being, like, where can you tap into that, like, peace? Where can you tap into that happiness without all of those external things? It's mm-hmm. really forcing us to be able to tap into that. So I loved, wait, I love that. Love it. Ugh, I think that's a good note to end on. You've gave some really awesome stuff. Any final notes for, like, coping mechanisms or just, you know, words of advice or motivation for those out there who are going through this situation, which is all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) I would say, you know, just like breast cancer, I say this all the time that there's not many silver linings to cancer, to treatment. There's also not very many silver linings to the coronavirus, you know, um, so we have to create them. We have to create our own silver linings. So for breast cancer, for me, that looks like putting a bra on your head. That looks like (laughs) making something beautiful um, to give to somebody else. Right. And so that's kind of what I'm focusing on um, during this time. I'm focusing on those women, uh, those women that need to, have those silver linings, right? And so with folks who are not compromised, who don't have immunity problems or are not in the high-risk category, you still have to take precautions, right? And you have to be quarantined, some of us in some places of of the country, 
because you're trying to help other people and not spread this virus. So, which means you're going to be, you know, doing things you don't want to do. You're going to be inconvenienced. You're going to be waiting in line for long periods of time to get chicken or toilet paper, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to be at home and have to hang out with your family members that you don't typically hang out with 24 hours a day. And so creating silver linings and all of that is so important. Being silly, having fun, um, creating your version of a booby crown mm-hmm. at home is is going to be key for all of us to get through this instead of contributing to the hysteria we need to contribute to the solutions and right now the solution looks like working together taking a pause and figuring out ways to dance through the fire because it's it might be a while it, it might we don't know there's a lot of unknowns so um, just like queens, just like kings, we have to rise up and just um, see it through. And that's what we're going to do here um, while I'm in quarantine. And that's what everyone else needs to do as well and figure out those silver linings so that we can celebrate and move on. Incredible. I couldn't have said it any better. That was, I loved the silver lining piece that you just shared. So perfect. Well, thank you so much, Whitney. Where can people come hang out with you or learn more about your business, Booby Queen? Yes, please visit um, www.boobycrowns.com. You can like us on Facebook at the Booby Queen Company. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Booby Chronicles, Booby Queen Chronicles. Um, You can see what I'm up to and all my shenanigans and silliness. and you That's where you can find me. To come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll link all that in the show notes. So if you guys want to go check out Whitney and see all that she's doing there, you can connect with her. And thank you again so much for being here. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.